Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That is Rose Coasties. I mean, Toast Posties. Present or present? Hey, get the name right, my confused friend. It's Post Toasties. Post Toasties. Crisp, delicious Post Toasties present The Adventures of the Thin Man, starring Claudia Morgan and Les Damon. A basic seven food with whole grain nourishment, Post Toasties. find our old friend, Sheriff Ebenezer Williams, ringing the doorbell of Nick and Nora Charles' apartment. Thank you, darling. I didn't expect... Oh, Ev Williams. Howdy, Nori. Ev, darling, come in. Well, where's Essie? Oh, she's coming on a later train. Don't let Essie hear you call me darling. <laughs> Everybody's a darling tonight, Ev. This is going to be the most wonderful anniversary Nicky and I ever had. If he remembers about it, the big goon. Well, did he forget? He didn't mention a word about it all day. Oh, well, I reckon he's trying to tease you. You look lovely, Ev. Yeah, I got on my best bib and tucker. I save these clothes for funerals and weddings. You look mighty spruce yourself, Nori. Do you really think so, Ev? I uh, got this evening gown especially for tonight. Yeah. Uh, do you like it? You seem to fill it out fine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that must be Nicky now. Eb, mm-hmm. don't you remind him that this is our anniversary. I want to see if he forgot. What'll he do if he has? Well, I can't make up my mind. Shall I blow his brains out or slit his throat? Oh, slit his throat. Because if you try to blow his brains out, you might miss the target. It being so small, you know. Nicky, darling. Hello, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> um... Didn't um, you forget something, dear? No, darling. Here's a half pound of butter you asked me to bring home. Oh. When I promised the grocer I'd marry his daughter, he let me have it. Oh, hello, Ev. Howdy, Nick. Well, awfully nice to see you again. What brought you to town? Steam cars. Oh, <laughs> I thought there was something up. Well, there is. What? Oh, I come in to see a fellow's throat slit. Oh, whose? Friend of mine. Oh, 
Well, Nora and I haven't seen an interesting throat slitting in a long time. Can we come along? Yes, be glad to have you. Say, Nora, what are you all dressed up for? And Ev, you're all dolled up too. Why? For the funeral of the fellow that's going to get his throat slit. Oh, <laughs> well, I guess I better change. I'll see you in a minute. Oh, oh, Ev, he completely forgot. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> see if that package really has got butter into it. Oh, I didn't think of that. Oh, Ev. Huh? It is butter. Well, what you crying for? Butter has it pines? Oh, that big goon. He'll see if I'll ever marry him again. Oh, why do I love a husband I hate so much? Oh, just a minute. Oh, uh, Mrs. Charles? Yes. Uh, I'm Mr. Squiller of Squiller Incorporated. Uh, Flowers for the dead, dying, and married. Uh, Where shall I put this? Oh, there's the flowers over there. Very well. Uh, uh, do you have a cold? No, I'm allergic to blossoms. Uh, uh, Miss Charles. Yes. May I extend my deepest and heartfelt condolences on this uh, 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 occasion? Oh, well, thank you. What did you say? I saw you crying when I came in. Perhaps he's happier in another world. Mm -hmm. Who can tell? My deepest sympathies, madam. My heart bleeds for you. You'll get my bill in the morning. Oh. Goodbye. Allergy in a country churchyard. Look at that bunch of poses he's in. Mm. wonder if I'm celebrating an anniversary or winning a horse race. Let's see what the ribbon says. Oh! <gasps> Darling, how do you like the flowers? Aren't they lovely? Beautiful, dear. I'm just mad about the inscription. Rest in peace. Huh? So appropriate for an anniversary. What are you talking about? That there ribbon, Nick. Couldn't they get you one that said success? Yeah, let me see. <laughs> Lilies, this is a funeral bower. Where are the jewels? What jewels, dear? I bought a necklace and told him to send it with the flowers. You expect me to believe that? But I did. You forgot our anniversary entirely. Oh, darling, don't you see? I did send you flowers. They were delivered here by mistake. But I bought a gift for you, too. You're just making that up. You don't love me anymore. But I do love you. You hear that, Eddie? He's shouting at me now. I'm going back to the flower shop and find out what happened. You mean you're running out to buy me something? Oh, I know all your little treats. All right, all right. You can come along. And you can come, too, Eb, as a witness. Maybe that funeral wreath isn't so inappropriate for our wrecked marriage. Rest in peace. Oh, Oh, please, don't scream at me so. I, I can't bear it, Mr. Charles. It drives me mad. Gesundheit. Oh, look, Mr. Squiller, all I want to know is who got the necklace I left with you. If he left any necklace. Which I'm beginning to doubt. <laughs> Don't confuse me so, please. I'm suffering acutely from allergies. I'm sneezing my brains out. I, I hardly know what I'm doing anymore. All right, look, I'll make it simple. I got a funeral wreath. Now, you must have delivered my flowers and the jewelry to somebody else. Do you suppose that's what I did? Yes, I do. Probably you sent it to the person who was supposed to get the funeral wreath. Why, of course, I remember now. How perfectly idiotic of me. Yes, well, where did you send my jewels and the flowers? <laughs> Let me see. Now, oh, here's, here's the card. Mrs. Gwen Gray Gilroy, 1408 East 86th Street. Gwen Gray Gilroy? Nikki, hmm? isn't she that showgirl who threatened to commit suicide when you married me? Which one do you mean, dear? <laughs> the one you nicknamed Strikeout, because she had so many curves. Oh. 
She called you Sugar Man. Oh, I'm sure it's not the same person. She married a millionaire named Gilroy. I read it in the papers. Nick, have you been sending her flowers and jewelry? Oh, look, what am I getting into here? No, this is just a simple mix-up. Probably due to Mr. Squiller's allergy. Uh, I'm so sorry all this happened. My nose is just driving me crazy. Uh, why don't you quit the flower business if you're allergic to flowers? Uh, well, how can I quit when I'm losing money? It's a vicious circle, starting from my nose and ending with my bank account. Believe me, when I think of my troubles, I, I could weep. Oh, come, Nicky. We're going to Mrs. Gilroy's. And if what I suspect is true, you're going to be dead before morning. Oh, will he really, Mrs. Charles? Yeah, you can depend upon it, Mr. Squiller. In that case, remember where to buy your flowers for the funeral, Mrs. Charles. Just a moment. Why, Sugar Man. Oh, strike out. So, it is her. Sugar Man, you found out about poor Virgil dying and you came back to me. Uh, no, not exactly strike out, uh... This is my wife, Nora. Oh, how do you do? Uh, not as well as you seem to be doing. And this is my friend, Sheriff Ebenezer Williams. Howdy, straight out. Uh, does that coffin contain the remains of your late spouse? Yes. <laughs> now, look, Gwen. There's been a kind of mix-up. Did Mr. Squiller deliver some flowers to you? Yes, Nicky. They're at the head of the casket. Why? Was there a package with them? Well, I don't know. I wasn't here when they arrived. Let's take a look, Nick. Maybe it's with the flowers. Yes, come on. How did he work out as a husband, Nora? Uh, not uh, badly. Don't seem to be here, Nick. I'll open the casket, Ed. Maybe that idiotic florist put it in there. Uh, maybe he was playing crazy hunter. Uh, uh, hey, look. The casket's empty. Uh, Nobody home. What are you talking about? I got your husband's body, isn't it? The casket's empty. Virgil gone? Say, that jerk can't do this to me. Mm, too bad Nick didn't send that package by post. Toasties, Ted. Huh? Whenever you say post, follow up quick with toasties. Post toasties. You know, delicious, crisper cornflakes. Oh, yeah, but I'm talking about a package. Large or small. You know, Ted, post toasties come in different size packages. Well, sure they do. And my friend, when you always buy the largest package instead of the smallest size, you save up to 17 cents on every dollar spent for post toasties. Now, that's something you can count on, a basic saving. Hey, did you say basic seven? Mm-mm. But, you know, post toasties are a basic seven food, one type of food our government urges us to eat for wartime strength and fitness. Mm-hmm. Post-toasties are a swell source of quick energy with whole-grain nourishment, including iron, niacin, vitamin B1. Well, what do you know? I've been eating post-toasties just because they taste so good. Well, you keep right on, my friend. Enjoy that good ripe corn flavor, that toasty crispness, that valuable whole-grain nourishment. Mm-hmm. Enjoy post-toasties. A delicious, nourishing, crisper, basic seven food, post-toasties. <laughs> Night's adventure of the Tin Man. Mrs. Gwen Gray Gilroy, known to Nick and Nora as Strikeout, has just found that her husband's body is not in the coffin. We heard her say, Virgil gone? Say, that jerk can't do this to me. 
Maybe he stole the necklace and beat it. He couldn't. He was dead. Are you sure of that, Gwen? Sure, certainly. I saw him croak with my own eyes. Well, somebody stole that necklace. Somebody stole my husband's body. Certain there's a crook around here, by God. Well, come on, Eb. We're going to turn this place inside out. I'm sure it's a... Say, here's the body. Where? Behind the sofa. Uh, you must have misplaced it, strikeout. Well, how did it get there? I reckon he was just hiding to scare us. Say, strikeout. Is that a picture of the deceased? Yes. And he didn't die of disease. Heart attack, the doctor said. Look at Nick. That there ain't a picture of the corpse. Let me see. Oh. Gwen, is that Virgil? No, it's somebody else. Where'd you get him, Gwen? I don't know. Oh, this is awful. Hey, wait a minute. I found something here. What is it, Nick? Another cadaver? No. It's a bill from the luxury deluxe hotel in this fellow's pocket. It's a dollar and twenty-five cents for a week's board. Reasonable. Yes, this hotel's down in the Bowery. Sugar man, won't you find poor Virgil's body for me? The funeral's all arranged and I have a lovely black dress already. Never mind about that body, Nick. You'd better find that necklace. If there was one stolen. Uh, Nick, do you think the same crook that stole the body stole the necklace? You've got something there, Ed. We're going to the luxury deluxe hotel right now. Oh, this is awful. This is terrible. No, 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 no. no. Don't take it too hard, strike out. Your husband had to go sometime. That's not why I'm crying. Suppose Virgil is alive. I won't collect a penny. Oh, he's just got to be dead. <laughs> Good evening, friends. Welcome to the Luxury Deluxe Hotel. No opium smoking and no murder allowed. Oh, a respectable gerent. I thought we was coming to one of these here low dives. Awful disappointing. Well, friends, would you like a room with a window or just a room? Uh, not exactly. You see... Here, my friend. Where'd you get my watch? Oh, that's just to show how honest we are. Don't you recognize me, Nicky? Oh, Dippy Danny, the pickpocket. <laughs> what are you doing here? Well, I decided to go straight for the duration. My contribution to the war effort. <laughs> Danny, this is my wife, Nora. How do you do? Huh. Are you a very experienced pickpocket, Mr. Dippy. No, I've had me hands in some of the most well-greased pockets in this country yet. Here's your change, please. Oh. Oh, thank you. And this is my old friend, Ed Williams. Howdy, Dippy. Hello, son. Here's your wallet. Mr. Dippy looks... Good. How do you do it? I'll show you later if you want to know. Uh, hey. How you got in that sheet over your shoulder, son? All right, Ed. Put him down there and uncover him. Okie, baby, dokie. You recognize him, Danny? Kind of stiff, huh? Yeah, I know him. Who is he? Fellow named Joe Jones. Died here three days ago. Oh, we found him in a swanky apartment uptown. How'd he get there? Well, it's kind of a queer story. A dame come in and wanted the dead body. What? Yeah. She wanted to rent one. I told her I had one, so I rented them to her for two bucks. Is, is renting bodies part of your regular line of business here? No, but I don't mind picking up a little spare change now and then. A fellow needs it, you know, what with taxes. Yeah, sure. Well, what else do you know about this woman? Well, she rented a room here. It's right down the hall. Uh, you want to see it? Yes, I certainly do. Uh, what's her name? Mrs. John Smith, she says. Uh, you think she was lying, Nick? What does she look like? I couldn't see. She was wearing a black veil. Uh, here's the room. Oh, it looks like an ideal honeymoon suite for a couple of zombies. Oh, look, Nick. Well, say, what do you know? That's the body of Strikeout's husband. Yes, and he's been struck out, all right. But good. Here, look at the eyes, Ed. 
He's been poisoned. Murdered by Godfrey. I knew it. Can't we ever have an anniversary without a murder? Nora, you and Eb go home. There's some checking up I want to do. I'll be there in an hour. All right, Nick. I'll be glad to get out of this terrible place. Wait a minute. Did you say he was poisoned, Nick? Yes, Danny. Why? He should have known better. It's against the rules of the hotel. The only way we'll find out who stole that necklace is by solving this murder. I'd like to have a nice, cozy tour for strikeout. Oh, no, you don't. Not on my wedding anniversary. But, uh... Well, Ed, yeah. you think you can find out what I want to know from strikeout? Sure thing. You know how I handle women, Nick. <laughs> All right, Ed. You get her to tell you everything she can about Barton Bellows. Yeah? She's been seen around with him. Find out if she's got a black veil and find out just what happened when her husband died. All right. I'll go right now. And be careful, Ed. Strikeout can be dangerous when she's cornered. I'll keep her away from corners, then. See you later, Nick. Bye. Who are you calling, Nick? Martin Bellows, maybe. Oh. Hello, Mr. Bellows' residence. Oh, uh, are you Mr. Bellows' maid? Yeah. Are you happy working for Mr. Bellows? Well, I don't know. Why? Well, my name's Nick Charles. Uh, maybe I can offer you a better job. Do you like it there? Well, Mr. Bellows ain't married, so we don't have a wife who'll let me wear a fuck coat like in the last job I had. Oh, but... Well, my wife would let you wear hers. Can I speak to your wife? Why, sure. Uh, hmm? Get her to quit a job right now. Not only is it necessary, but we can also get a maid. Oh. Hello? Your husband says I can wear your fuck coat if I wait for you. Well, of course. What kind of a coat have you got? Persian lamb. Oh. Lamb coat. Oh, but I, I also have a mink coat. Oh, mink? Uh, That's more like it. How much will you pay? How much do you get? $30 a week. I'll give you 40 Two nights off a week, and can I use the telephone when I want? Yes. Also, can I have my boyfriend in Saturday night? Yes, of course. That's the kind of a job I want. Then you must quit right now and come over here. The address is 409 Park Drive. Okay, I'll be there right away. Uh, I, uh, I hope you don't think it's odd, my stealing you from Mr. Bellows over the phone this way. Oh, no. That's how he got me. It's wonderful being a maid these days, Mrs. Charles. Goodbye. Goodbye. Well, we've got a maid. So now what? So now, Nora, you're going to find out a few things about Barton Bellows for me. You are going to be a Swedish maid applying for a job. Oh, you mean... A vain girl who scrubs clean like anything by Jumpen Himmeny. Good evening. Are you Mr. Bellows? Yes. A vain expert Swedish maid, cook, housekeeper, nurse, a laundress, and dishwasher. A have used to quit a job and told my madam to go to. <laughs> Um, maybe you have a job for me? Do I have a job for you? Come right in. You were sent from heaven. No, I come from Brooklyn. I mean, my maid just quit. I need someone to take care of my house. I'll pay you anything you want. Oh, is that picture of your wife? Well, no, not exactly. This beautiful woman, she writes, two buttons, the one and only in my life, all my love, again. <laughs> If she's not your wife, why does she love you? Well, she's, uh, 
kind of a friend of mine. I'm not married. Oh, not married? Eh, I'm not married, too. Well, I hope you'll like this job. I'll do anything you want to make you happy. Will you marry me? Well, uh, no. Eh, but... think eh, go home. No, no, please. Eh, hey, I mean, I'll be nice to you. That won't be hard. You're uh, very pretty. You think so? Yeah. Oh, uh, I think maybe a stay. Ah, look at this drawer. So messy. Full of old letters. Oh, what are you doing there? Eh, must see if you pay your bill. Eh, don't work for a man who does not pay his bill. Ah, there is interesting letters. Dearest Barton, eh, don't think poor Virgil can live very much longer. The old goat is due to kick the bucket soon, and we can get Here, married. give me that. It is from that Gwen. Who? You want to marry her? Well, that's none of your business. Where A work, everything is my business. Aha. You have a little bottle here, a little bottle of pills. I wonder what they are. Yes, don't open that. Take your hands off me or I smack your face. Uh, here is your bottle of pills. I don't think they would be so good for me anyway. I, I think you'd better leave. I'm afraid I can't use leave. them. Leave? You'd best buy him any hay leave. They will not work such a filthy place. Look at these dishes. Get out of here. You certainly. Hey, quit. Look at this bar. Filthy. Ye are a better tell me all you know about it, strike out. This is murder. You can go to jail for that, by God. Have you told the police yet? No. Don't tell them, maybe. I'm sure they'll suspect me. You will be a nice little boy and not mention a word about it. Well, it ain't easy to keep a thing like this secret. I know, but won't you do this with poor little me? If you kept a thing like... Think you misplaced your arm, Striker? Oh, don't misunderstand, Eddie. I'm just holding you because I'm frightened. No. You're just like my daddy. You know what he used to do when I was frightened? Don't knock my derby off. What? He used to hold me in his arms like this and then kiss me like this. Your daddy done that? Mm hmm. Sweet papa. You're sweet too, Eddie. You won't call the police. Will you, Daddy? <clears throat> well, I reckon I'll think about it. Uh, where's your clothes closet, Strike Out? There. Why? Uh, I just want to take a look. Yes. You wear this black veil very much? What do you want with that veil? Hello, darling. I... Oh, I see you have company. Barton, I didn't hear you come in. Ed, this is Barton Bellows. Howdy, Barton. Hello. When I've got to talk to you. And i got to see you, too. They found Virgil's body. I'll open it. Barton put a sheet over him. I was hysterical, so Barton gave me a sedative, and I went to bed. I see. 
Ed, hmm. did you find anything here? Yeah, this black veil, Nick. Just like the time that your pal Dipper sees. Nicky, sugar man, what's the veil got to do with all this? Gwen, the person who murdered your husband tried a very slick trick. The killer obtained the body of a man who died naturally and put it under that sheet to deceive the examining doctor. Your husband's body was hidden in the luxury deluxe hotel in the Bowery. It was hidden there by a woman who wore a black veil, Gwen. The killer had only one problem. The bodies had to be exchanged again. The poison man's body would have been buried and nobody would even know your husband was murdered, Gwen. Isn't he brilliant? Only one thing went wrong with this almost perfect murder, Gwen. The killer planned to change the bodies tonight. But after the corpse of the Bowery derelict was removed from the coffin, there was an interruption. Flowers arrived. The flowers that were sent here by mistake. But the killer quickly hid the corpse behind the sofa. Well, how do you know that? I checked with Mr. Squiller, the florist. He heard something being moved about just before he came in. Now, whoever moved that corpse is the killer. Now, Gwen, the elevator boy said you left word when you went out to let Mr. Squiller in with the building's pass key. That sounds like a good alibi, but can you prove you were out of the house at that time, Gwen? You're not going to get away with this. Grab her, Nick. She's going for that drawer. Like I don't get her up. Good, my God. Stand back, all of you. First one who makes the move to touch her, he's going to get killed. I'm getting out of here. I... All right. Who turned off the light? Nick, don't let her get away. No, let go. Go, go. Yep. Wait a minute. Okay. Nora, turn on that switch. I can over there. All right. Ed, take this gun and cover bellows. Do the kill if he tries anything. Are you crazy? She was trapped and she committed suicide. The gun's still in her hand. She shot herself. Nicky, is she dead? No, baby. It's just a flash wound. She'll be okay. Phone the police and tell them to send an ambulance. All right. Fellows, they're under arrest for murder. You don't know what you're talking about. Her attempt to kill herself proves she's guilty. You see Gwen's wristwatch? The crystal doesn't get crushed when you try to commit suicide. It got crushed when you grabbed her arm in the dark and twisted it and turned the gun on her. You murdered her husband. Nora got one of the poison pills you used when she went to your apartment. You'll never be able to prove this. I got proof already, pal. For instance, you're the only one that would be familiar enough with this room to know where the light switch is. And what's more, you left fingerprints all over that room at the Hotel Luxury Deluxe. When you come down there in the dress and clothes that you stole from Gwen. Yes, what else have I done? You stole your necklace, Nick. Yeah, it is. Where'd you get that? Out of your pocket. Why, Eb, I didn't know you were a pickpocket. Oh, I got Danny the Dipper to show me how to do it. (laughs) Well, that about clinches it, Bellows. That proves you were here when the flowers arrived. You murdered Virgil Gilroy because you wanted to marry Strikeout after she inherited his dough. And stop shivering, Bellows. You'll be warmed up soon enough. When you pull the covers up, Doc, it's getting chilly. Okay. Hey, that better? Mm-hmm. What made Barton Bellows steal the necklace? Well, he got cold feet when he was interrupted by Squiller. He figured it would come in handy if he had to clear out in a hurry and needed money first. Hmm. Why'd Strikeout pull that gun? Well, she thought she was being framed and she lost her head. Hey, does that clear up everything? Mm-hmm. Darling, it was a lovely anniversary. Even if we did have to celebrate rather late. Uh-huh. Should we go to sleep there? No. Let's stay up and remember old times. That's what people should do on anniversary. Oh, but no, I want to sleep. You didn't feel that way on our wedding night. No. Mm. You're getting old, Nikki. Who's getting old? <laughs> I can stay awake forever if I want to. Me getting old? <laughs> it's ridiculous. I can stay up all night for a week if I want to. I just... You want to know. You're fibbing. You can't. Okay, I'll show you. Let's talk about 
Anything you want to, as long as you want to. Nikki, do you remember what you said when I first met you? Mm-hmm. What did you say? Well? Nikki. Nikki, are you sleeping? Very good. Good night, Nikki, darling. Pair wake up in the morning, they'll be ready for breakfast. So I'll just slip out the kitchen and see what's there. Mm-hmm. The ice box is cream, milk, pears. Oh, yeah, there it is, right up there on the pantry shelf. Post Toasties, all the makings for a swell breakfast dish. Crisp Post Toasties with juicy, ripe sliced pears on top and rich milk overall. Mm, boy, these delicious cornflakes taste so good and stay so crisp. Why, there's a wake-up smile in every tempting spoonful. Yes, and Post Toasties are a swell source of quick food energy and valuable nourishment. Whole grain nourishment, including iron, niacin, vitamin B1. Mm-hmm, Post Toasties are one type of cereal nutritionist day we should be sure and eat every morning. Yes, a breakfast including fruits, milk, toast, a beverage, and a generous helping of Post Toasties is a nourishing, adequate breakfast. One that'll help prevent mid-morning fatigue, help promote good spirits and real working efficiency. So keep that in mind, won't you? And tomorrow, well, every morning, help yourself to get off to a good start with a really good breakfast, including Post Toasties, a delicious, crisper, basic seven food. Mm-hmm. Post Toasties. Tune in next week to radio's most popular mystery comedy, The Adventures of the Thin Man, brought to you by Chris Post Toasties, the basic seven food. Listen next week when Nick and Nora investigate the stolen jewelry racket and discover it's a short step from hot rhinestones to cold tombstones. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. Good evening. This is Sergeant X. Of all the countless characters created by the pen, comparatively few are destined for a long public life. However, Dashiell Hammett, the mystery writer, created a couple of characters named Nick and Nora Charles about ten or more years ago. Well, Nora and Nick are still around and still doing fine, as you hear tonight in the Mystery Playhouse. Yes, tonight the Mystery Playhouse is host to Nick and Nora Charles as they appear in another episode from The Adventures of the Thin Man. Well, to begin with, our mystery in the lighter vein is chock full of surprising and unusual occurrences. Take, for instance, the fact that it's 9 o'clock in the morning when our story opens and Nick Charles, who usually can't be pried from the arms of Morpheus before noon except in case of fire or disorder is not only up, but fully dressed. And it's in this extremely unlikely situation that he's found by his good friend Ebenezer Williams, sheriff of Crabtree County. 
Eb is very surprised indeed. In fact, you might say he's amazed. Well, all dressed. My Godfrey, you sure you're all right, Nick? Oh, come in, Eb. I've been going crazy. I've been up all night. What's wrong? Dora's gone. She left the house yesterday afternoon. I haven't heard a word from her since. Oh, so she finally come to her senses. Did she find another fella? Eb, this is serious. I, I called the police, the newspapers. There's not a trace of her. This never happened before. Oh, take it easy, Nick. Eb, I've never felt so miserable. Well, look at me. No no dinner, no sleep, no Nora. Uh, maybe that'll learn you to be nice to your next wife. I don't want a next wife. I want the one I got. You, you can't get that model anymore. What am I saying? Eb, Eb do you, you really think she left me? Maybe. Oh, oh maybe, maybe that's the police. Maybe they found the body. Maybe. Shall I answer it? No, I'll face it. I have it coming to me. Hello? Hello. Tell Nora that Wolfie is calling. Who are you? Wolfie, you dope. Well, I'm Nora's husband. Don't worry. You won't be for long. Oh, how do you know? Because I'm the guy she's going to marry. Who says so? She does. She proposed to me last night. Hey, what is this, a gag? What, what did you do to my wife? My dear fellow. Hey, come on, you punk talk. I refuse to listen to such language over a telephone. Nora promised to marry last night. That ain't possible. She can't be married to two idiots at the same time. The guy screamed just before he hung up. Eb, what could have happened to Nora? Uh, hello. Hello? This is Leo. Hello, Leo. What do you want? $200, of course. What for? The mirror, naturally. It's cheap. But that's Leo for you. Always a sucker for a beautiful dame. Listen, I don't know anything about this. Well, didn't your wife tell you about me? No. Oh, that's deceptive. Where'd you last see my wife? In Leo's. The gathering place of convivial spirits. She left after she broke the mirror behind my bar. Why? My wife didn't get home. I've been looking everywhere for her. Andre knows, bud. You shouldn't let a dame like that go around loose. That's just it. Was she loose? Well, I'd say she was tight. That's impossible. Nora never gets tight. Does she throw horseshoes at mirrors in a natural state? Where did she get a horseshoe? From a horse, naturally. Who was my wife with? One was a female lady of interesting design. The other was a male gentleman of designing interest. What are you talking about? The guy I know. His name is Bill Martin, a no good. The dame I didn't know. Listen, I'll, I'll be down to your place. Where, where is it? On 6th Avenue in the village. You know what I'd do if I had a wife like yours, bud? Oh, what? I'd lock her and me in a golden cage and throw away the key. Bye. Goodbye, Leo. Oh, Ed, this is the zaniest thing that ever happened. Naked, oh. And Evelyn. How are you, Ed? Fine, Nori. How are you? Or is it a military secret? Well, I'm feeling... Deliriously hilarious. Have you ever walked on bubbles? No, dear. It requires the greatest delicacy and it's hard to keep your balance. Kiss me, darling. Nora, what have you been drinking? I didn't touch the drop. All I had was one teeny wee cup of tea. Tea? Mm, with clumpers, kiss me. Where were you last night? Kiss me first. There. Now. Mm. 
where were you last night? Oh, last night? Well, darling, I had tea with Joan Lawrence, and then... Then I don't remember. That's odd, isn't it? Well, don't you remember anything? Of course. I woke up in a nice, comfy hotel suite, and I tried to phone you, but the line was busy, so I came over, and here I am. Uh, with the nail down that floor. Oh, get me! Laura! She's out, Eb. Yeah. Well, I reckon that solves the mystery of your mission wife. No, Eb, you're wrong. I'm afraid we're at the beginning of another mystery. Huh? Look up Dr. Barton's name in the phone book. Tell him to get up here immediately. Why? Is there something wrong? Look at her eyes, Eb. Unless I'm crazy, she's been crossed. <laughs> Dying? No, dear. The doctor said you'll be okay. The doctor? Yes, Sonori. You've been drugged. Oh, why should anyone want to do a thing like that to little me? That's what I want to find out. What happened after you had tea with Joan Lawrence? I, I don't know. In your bag, we found a key to a suite in the Wilson Hotel. You remember registering there? No. I woke up there. Where'd you go between the time you had tea with Joan and the time you woke up? I've no idea. Do you remember going to a joint called Leo's? The gathering place of convivial spirits? Hmm, sounds delightful. Was I there? I reckon so. You broke the mirror behind his bar with a horseshoe. Now, what made you do a thing like that? Well, I can't imagine it. But I do remember one thing. There was the nicest man with me and Joan. Wolfie? No. No, I don't remember anyone named Wolfie. You should, dear. You ask him to marry you. You know, I must have had a wonderful time. Tell me more. You know a fellow named Bill Martin? That's him. He's the nicest man. Joan knew him. He's in business with her husband. Darling, did you call Joan? Yes, baby. No one answers at her apartment. Well, that's funny. Nick, do you think something happened to Joan? I don't know, darling. But I don't think you were drugged by accident. We're going to the Wilson Hotel and check that key you have. Come in, Nora. Eb? Yeah. Was this the suite you woke up in? Mm-hmm. I remember. It looked a mess. Looks like a hurricane struck it. Isn't it a shame, dear? What? I evidently had the time of my life last night, and I didn't even know it. Hey, uh, Mr. Russell left his bag here. Ed, will you help me open it? Okie, baby dokie. Hey, that's sure an oversized suitcase. Looks more like a little trunk. Now she's open it. Nick! Don't be frightened, baby. He can't hurt you. He's dead. That, that's Bill Martin. He was the nicest man. The one that told you about it. We... The woman's compact in his pocket. That's my compact. wonder how he got it. Nora, did you kill him? Me? Kill him? Yes, darling. Now, 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 don't be afraid to tell me the truth. Well, I... I don't remember. Now, just try to think. Did you stick a knife in his back because... Because he got fresh? 
I don't know. You sure he was killed with a knife, Nick? Yeah, you can see the wound in his back. Say, there's blood stains here near the telephone. Did you find anything more on his body? Just this watch. Oh, you can't use that, Nick. It's broken. Give it back. Just a second. Nick, could that be broke like that because a bullet hit it? What I was wondering, Ed. The hand stopped at 5.30. No bullet holes in this guy. Nora, you keep this watch. Uh, what's the name of the restaurant where you had tea with Joan Lawrence? The Bixley on Lower Fifth Avenue. It's near Joan's apartment. I'm going down there. Do you think poor Joan is dead, too? Maybe, baby. I want you and Eb to take a careful look around here and then go to Joan's apartment. Eb, use this collection of skeleton keys to get in. So long, darling. Take good care of her, Eb. All right. Eb. Hmm? You don't think I killed him, do you? I don't know, Nori. Say, will you take a look in them closets? I'm going over that other room. Yeah. All right, Eb. Oh, what a lovely closet. Oh, Find anything in that closet, Nori? Nori, look, you hear me? Nori, I just look. Nori. Uh, that waiter said you wanted to have weights with me. Yeah, that's right. We're you on duty in this restaurant about. Five o'clock yesterday afternoon. Yeah. Hey. Ain't you Nick Child? That's right. Don't you remember me? Raphael, the rat. Of course. I sent you up, didn't I? Yeah. I could have got 50 years, but you only let me get 10. Gee, you changed. You used to be a good-looking young fella. Well, I hope you've changed, too, Raphael. Here, uh, will you take a look at this picture in my wallet? Some dog. That's my wife. Did you serve her yesterday? What does the rest of her look like? Usual accessories, but well placed. She was here with another dame. This other dame had a wonderful bill. I saved him. Where? In that boot right over there. Listen, Raphael. I want you to remember exactly what happened while they were here. Try and recall every detail. It will help your memory act it out. Okay. Now, uh, let me see. You be your wife. I am the girl with the bill. So, we come in. We look around to see if anybody notices what terrific lookers we is. And after we see that all the wolves is foaming at the mouth, we sit down. Now, where, where do I sit? In the corner of the booth. Me. I'm the other girl. I sit here. So another person joins us. A guy named Bill. Very good-looking. Bill Martin? Yeah, yeah, that's his name. He ordered cocktails. Now, listen carefully. Did you see Bill Martin put anything in the girl's tea? No. But an hour later, they was all still here. Bill had lots of drinks. And they was all laughing like things was hilarious. Did you see any of them leave? Yeah. I left. I mean me. The, uh, the girl with the bill. I comes up and asks me, Rayfield... Where is the telephone booth? And I tell me. Then me, Rayfield, I see your wife and a man in the booth. How'd my wife look? Tired like. 
stood her sitting in the corner, leaning back with her eyes closed. I figure she drunk some of the guy's cocktails. When did this girl return? In about five minutes. Did the man leave the booth at all? No. Why should he leave when he's got a good-looking babe like your wife there? About six o'clock, they all left together. They all walked with a wobble. Okay, Rayville. I guess that'll be all. Thanks. Don't mention it. And if you need my help again, be free to call on me. Nothing's too much for the guy what set me up the river for ten years. Of course I will accept your check for $200, Mr. Charles. That's Leo for you. You'll take a check from anybody. You mind if I ask you a few questions, Leo? Not at all. I personally am a convivial spirit, and I like conversation. At what time did my wife break that mirror? At precisely 2 a.m. What makes you so sure? I was waiting here to warn us. You know, they have it on the radio every hour. Bill Martin and this girl were with my wife all the time? Yeah. Why did you say Bill Martin was a no-good? Did you ever hear of Pedro Gonzalez? Sure, he used to have a bootlegging mouth. It's black market now. This guy, Bill Martin, was connected with him. He tried to sell me some tax-free liquor once. Leo, can, can I use your phone? Sure, sure, go ahead. Take a tip from me, pal. Don't fool around with Gonzales. He ain't no convivial spirit. I'm just trying to find out if Martin drugged my wife. Hello? Uh, hello, Eb. How long have you been there at Jones' place? Oh, a few minutes, Nick. Say, I'm glad you called. The killer was hiding in one of the closets. D- did you get him? No, the killer got us. What? Did you find anything important in the apartment? I reckon so. We found another corpse. Who? Jones? No, no. The husband. Shot four bullet holes. And plenty murdered. Yeah. All right, I got you, Nick. All right, Nick. I'll do like you say. All right. Did Nick find the killer, Ab? No. But he was telling me about the information he dug up. What are you doing there, Ed? Just looking at this corpse's pocket, Nori. There's a bullet hole into it. I didn't notice that before. Is it important? Maybe. Now, that's the vest pocket where a fellow usually carries a watch. You know, I think this fellow was not only killed, he was robbed by Godfrey. Ev, did you notice that banjo clock on the wall? Well... What about it? It stopped at two. And the reason it stopped is because there are a couple of bullet holes in it. Look. Oh, Joan, darling. Hello, Nora. Oh, I've got the most awful headache. I... Gilbert! Gilbert, what happened to him? Don't, don't try to put yourself together. Your husband's been murdered. We found him here like that. Now, dear. Oh, no, this is awful. There, now, Nick and our friend Ed Williams are working on this case. Now, if you can keep a grip on yourself, you can help us. I'll be all right, Nora. I was afraid something like this was going to happen. That's why I wanted to talk to you yesterday. My husband and Bill Martin, they were in trouble with Pedro Gonzalez. He's a gangster, you know. Yeah, Nick told me all about that. Miss Lawrence, uh, where was you last night? Well, I... I, I'm not really sure. It's all very hazy. 
I woke up only a few minutes ago at the Royal Crest Hotel. Did... Did anything happen to Bill Martin? He's been murdered, too. Oh, no. Nora, he was drugged. Well, then... Then I must have been drugged, too. Well, of course, I see it all now. They drugged us so I, I wouldn't go home and find them killing Gilbert. And Bill Martin must have known about it. He was very close to them, so they killed him to keep him quiet. Uh, was your husband alive at two yesterday afternoon? Well, yes, I, I had lunch with him. Joan, why'd you murder your husband? What are you talking about? You, Joan. You murdered both of them. No, he, he's crazy, isn't he? Eb, how could she have done it? It's impossible. No, she drugged you at about 5.15 yesterday afternoon, then left, saying she had to make a phone call. But instead, she come up here and killed her husband. She turned the clock back to two, put a few bullets into it, come back to the restaurant where you were sitting with Bill Martin. In your condition, Nori, you didn't even know she'd been gone. I don't remember everything, but I do know Joan was with me last night. Sure. She was using you as an alibi. At 2 a.m., the time she wanted the police to believe the murder was committed, she and Bill Martin put you up to throwing that horseshoe into the mirror in back of Leo's bar. But why'd she want me to do a thing like that, Ian? To strengthen the alibi. Ain't that right, Joan? He, he's out of his head. Am I? You give Nori an extra dose of the drug. Put her to bed at the Wilson Hotel. Now, up to this point, Bill Martin was helping you. Your problem now was to get rid of Martin. I suppose I killed him, too. You told him to call Nick's place, act like a goon, and use the name Wolfie. The object was to see if Nori was home yet. Well, soon as he finished phoning, you drove a knife into his back. Nick even heard his scream. Listen, if I'm such a clever killer, why'd they ever pick on Nora to have tea with me? Because... You knew after your husband was found dead that Nori would get Nick interested in the case. It would be simple to hint that Bill Martin got some hoodlum to do it. Martin would appear especially guilty since he was dead also. All right. Get him up, both of you. I'm getting out of here. If any of you try to follow me, you'll be killed. Goodbye. Hello. Nicky. Oh, I just clipped her lightly on the chin. Darling. Yes, what? Eb solved the whole thing. She's the killer. Well, of course, baby. I knew it all along. Now, how did you figure it out? Darling, you know I never discuss such things outside our bedroom. Wait till tonight. Why can't you ever tell me how brilliant you are in broad daylight? <laughs> itself, baby. I knew that whoever drugged you probably committed the murder. There were only two suspects, Martin and Joan. And since Martin was dead, it had to be Joan. Right. I was afraid for a while that Joan was dead, too. I'd have to investigate Gonzalez. Joan confessed that she did it for her husband's insurance. Martin was in love with her, and so was a willing accomplice. Did you miss me last night, dear? Well, not at all. You big liar. Eb, tell me what you said. I ought to stay away more often. It'll make you appreciate me. Better not try it, or I'll stay away nights, too. What about me did you miss most of all, Mickey? The way you say good night. Oh. Well, then. Good night, Mickey, darling. <laughs> 
you, Nick and Nora Charles, for another chapter in The Adventures of the Thin Man. Tonight's presentation in the Mystery Playhouse. Before taking our usual trip to the green room, let's discuss three ways we can all help lengthen the war. Here they are. First, throw away all your extra equipment. Second, don't take care of the equipment and ordnance you have left. Third, waste your field rations. Only eat the parts you like. Well, that's only three ways. But if each and every man and woman in the service indulged in just those three consistently, V-Day would be a far cry indeed. Of course, no, one's, no one would act like that on purpose, but unfortunately, we all tend to treat GI materiel a little bit like a stepsister. And when you multiply your callousness and wastage a million or more times, it's no longer funny. So let's not help lengthen the war. Let's shorten it by conserving everything we have. This is Sergeant X, closing the doors of the Mystery Playhouse. Good night. Sleep tight. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Popular mystery comedy, The Adventures of the Thin Man, starring Claudia Morgan and David Gothard. Night, and in the apartment of Joan Winslow, an attractive young thing just out of Bobby Socks, Plunger Belsom, a husky young bruiser just out of football socks, is talking to someone on the telephone. Yes, pal. In my opinion, pal, you are the type of rodent that carries a bubonic plague, of which I can be no lower. Goodbye. All right, Plunger. Now come back to the couch and tell me how you carried the ball in the fourth quarter to dear old hypocrites. Joni, I hope you're a female with an understanding personality. What are you mad about? I just spoke to the individual who calls himself Alistair Foote. Oh, him. I'm going out to kill him. Plunger, you've got to tell me what happened in the fourth quarter. This is no night for romance. I'm going to murder him. So long. No, Plunger, don't. Plunger! Hello, Nick. You remember me? Oh, uh, should I? I'm Joan Winslow. You once got me out of a lot of trouble. Oh, I've got a feeling I'm going to regret that. 
course I remember you now. Joan Winslow. Come in. Who well, is it, Mickey? Joan Winslow, darling. I uh, see you're in your pajamas. Were you sleeping? Oh, don't let the pajamas fool you, Joan. Is that real hair you found your chest? No, I buy it for the yard in Macy's. Is that what you came to ask me? Well, of course not, you silly. I- I'm just nervous. You see, it's about a man. What do you want to do, marry him? No, kill him. You mean murder? Well, what else would I mean, Goofy? Now, how can I kill him without getting into trouble? Are you kidding? No, it's Alice of Florida. The decorator? Yes, you know when? Mm-hmm. The heel. But why do you want to kill him? Because he wants to marry me. And his personality doesn't appeal to me. Well, that's a brilliant reason. Look at me. Do you think I could drive a man wacky? Can I pass as a femme fatale? Well, you'd be sort of a femme fatale junior grade. What's that got to do with it? I could stab him in the back and claim self-defense. Or maybe I ought to use a gun as a Nick. Nick, what do you recommend? Look, Joni, with me, sleep is a major occupation. Now, you go back to your kindergarten and have leave a tired old man alone. You think I'm joking. Well, aren't you? No. Joni, I'm going to talk to you like a father. Um, come in, sit on my lap. All right. But are you going to be a papa or a sweet daddy? Joni, where do you pick up such ideas? Well, ever since I got out of mini blouses and into high heels, all the men want to talk to me like fathers. Well, this one is going to act like one. Well, what are you doing? Turning you over into the official position for spanking. No. Yes. Oh. That's for getting weird ideas about murdering you, and Oh! That's for waking me up. And even worse, this is for getting me out of bed. Oh! Mickey! Hello, dear. Mickey, you spill that girl all over your lap. Hello, Nora. What was he doing to you? Thanking me. Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. My feelings are hurt. Okay, now, Joni, on your way. You'd better forget about murdering anyone. Now, scat. All right. But you'll be sorry if I make a mess of this murder. problems to me. I'm just a well-to-do bum living on his wife's income, and I'd like to sleep. Really, Nick? You wouldn't like to see me killed, would you? For free, yes. If you're charging admission, no. Now, Nick, I know I'm obnoxious. Oh! Oh! Hello. Hello. What happened to you? Mr. Florton was just bumped off, I think. Well, that'll teach him not to call us in the middle of the night. Isn't he the man Joni wanted to kill? That's right, baby. Wiggle into your woolies. We're going to his apartment. Oh, I do wish people would get bumped off before we go to sleep. Come in, Laura. Mm, dark. Where's the light switch? Yeah, I've got it. <gasps> there he is, 
bleeding all over his Chippendale table. Yeah, shot in the back. Somebody took this joint apart. I wonder what they were looking for. Do you think little Joni killed it? Oh, no. I thought the banking made an impression on her mind. Nick, you're not going to find a killer in that desk. No, but I think I found a secret door. Maybe I can open it. Darling, did you ever have a queer feeling that you were being watched by unseen eyes? Since we used to neck in the living room of your Aunt Agatha's house before we were married. <laughs> I opened it. Oh, the bulb in this lamp is still warm. Darling, I, I've got a feeling the killer's still here. You know, I look at this stuff. Here's a, here's a doctor's prescription for some sort of poison. It, why'd you turn the lights out? Well, I didn't. <laughs> Turn to tonight's adventure of the Thin Man. We find Nick and Nora holding down the floor of Alistair Florida's apartment. Someone who had been concealed there turned out the lights and fired at him. Oh, are you all right? Mm-hmm. I guess whoever fired at us got away. Yeah, looks like it. Why'd you scream? Uh, you pushed me down and I bumped my curves. Did you see who went out that door? No, darling, your heel was in my eye. Uh, turn on that lamp. Mm-hmm. And look, Nora, that closet door near the light switch is open. That's where the killer hid. Oh, aren't you going out and find the person who did it? And get shot at again? And besides, I, I want to finish going through this secret drawer. Will you uh, look around the rest of the joint? All right, then. What else is in the drawer besides that poison description? Clippings. About a wealthy Mrs. Gardner who was held but never tried for poisoning her husband in California. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Here's something else. What is A letter signed by Richard, Richard Belson, the stockbroker. The confession that Belson embezzled funds that belonged to his clients. Darling, don't you get it? Alistair Florton was a blackmailer. He evidently made quite a business of it. Is he ever on the football team of Ipswich College? Oh, I hardly think so. Why? Uh, because I found a little girl football here. The name Plunger is engraved on it. Also, the date, 1940. Huh. Will you find anything else? Mm hmm. This necklace has a locket on it. Joan Winslow's name is on the locket. Certainly seem to be losing things around here. I'll take that. Hello? Hello. This is Olga. Oh, uh, hello, uh, Olga, darling. Uh, how are you? Who is this? Uh, Alistair, of course. Whom did you think? No, you are not Alistair Flores. And he always calls me double vodka because I am such hot stuff. You are Nick Charles, no? Yes. Alistair is dead, no? Murdered. How did you know? Olga knows. You found a prescription, no? Yes, who told you? Olga knows. I tell you what that prescription means. I tell you who killed Florentin. You seem to know everything that's going on. Olga knows. Come to apartment A B, nine 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 East eighty ninth Street at once. And I will tell you. No? Yes. I'll be there. Who told you I was here? Olga knows. Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, that, uh, was Oscar, dear. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm going to meet her. Will you go to see Joni and, and find out what her necklace was doing here? You sound like you're trying to get rid of me. Suppose I go to see Oscar. Oh, well, then, then I'll go to see Joni. I've got a good mind to give her another spanking. Uh-uh, you sound too anxious to see Joni. I'll see her. 
I'd much rather you see someone you don't know quite so intimately. Hello there. Anyone home? Olga? Nick Charles? Yes, where are you? Here in the bedroom. Come in. Why are there no lights on in here? What's the idea? I find it better to do business in the dark. Where are you? Right here, behind you. Couldn't that be a gun you're poking into my bag? Yes, Nicholas. What are you? A Russian she-wolf. Don't look now, but one of your arms is crawling around my neck. Yes, it makes it easier to get into your pocket. Do you have any objections? Oh, oh, yes. Did you pick my pocket without tickling? Oh, I am sorry. But perhaps this will make you more comfortable. <laughs> Are you unconscious? Yes. You must be a very hard-blooded man. It takes you so long to go out cold. But I fix it. Better? Better. Johnny, where are you been? Oh, you ain't Johnny. No, I'm sorry to disappoint you. Is he Johnny Holmes? No. Oh, well, I'm Nora Charles. You better come in and wait for us. Who are you, Johnny's boyfriend? I guess so. Uh, we prefer to think of each other as soulmates. Uh-huh. It's all on a very elevated basis. Yeah, too elevated. What's the matter? Are you having trouble? Well, look at me. Do, do I look like a guy who's easy to twist around your little finger? If my little fingers in the steam shovel, it'd be a lead pipe spin. Well, Joni can do it. She makes me do anything she wants. Makes me feel like a big dope. Maybe you should be firmer with her. How? Well, be tough. Menacing. Me? Mm-hmm. Haven't you ever been menacing in your life? Oh, not with girls. When, then? When I played football for Ipswich College. Football? Ipswich? Yeah, I was All-American back. Fifteenth. You know, maybe if I got into my football mood, I could handle it. Oh, why do you want to handle it? Well, take like now, for instance. She shouldn't be out traipsing around. She should be here. Oh. One, two, three. I... What on earth are you doing? Getting into my football mood. Well, did, uh, uh, do you know Alistair Flarton? Yeah, why? Do you do you have a little gold football with the name Plunger on it? Well, I used to. Plunger is what they call me. Plunger Belson. Belson? What's so amazing about that? Everybody has a second name. Are you in the uh, stockbroker's business? No. My dad is a broker. Hey, what are you up to? Oh, nothing. Oh, don't kid me. You didn't come here for nothing. This has something to do with that rat Florton. Well, I'll explain when Joni gets here. Now, look. My dad is a very sick man. If you or anybody else tries to make trouble... Please, please, Hunter. You better go back to worrying how to handle Joni. Okay. You know, if I had someone to tackle, it put me in just the right mood. Mm, I'm sure it would. Uh, what are you looking at me that way for, Plunger? Don't you run at me? I want to tackle you. Great, no. I go yet. What's the matter with you, Plunger? You lost your little mind? You know something, you do. You know all about my dad and Florden, don't you? Well, suppose you untackle me and let me get off the floor. 
I don't like conversations on a low level. You won't get up until I squeeze the truth out of you, and I mean it. Roger, you sure worked up a swell menace now. That tackle did it. Oh, hello, Tony. Nora, what have you done to my plunger? Hello, sweet. Plunger, what was she doing to you? Don't you worry, Tony. He didn't fall for me. He was showing me how he makes a flying tackle. Oh, when Plunger talks about football, he gets impulsive like that. Did he hurt you? Well, there's one thing I'm sure of. Football isn't my game. Oh. Nora, what are you doing with my purse? Getting out this gun, Tony. I thought it looked kind of bulky. Get him up, both of you. Now, Plunger. Suppose you tell me how you and Joni killed Alistair Floyd. Oh, call off the Cossacks. You feeling better now? Uh, who are you? Laura Marshall. I live here. Where's Olga? I don't know what you're talking about. I just found you draped on my bearskin rug, unconscious. But you were surprised. Uh-huh. I don't like men when they're unconscious. Who are you? Nick Charles. Nick Charles. Oh, Alistair told me he was going to call you. Do you know Alistair Florton? Yes. Did anything happen to him? He was murdered. How well did you know him? Too well. What happened here? A gal named Olga phoned me, told me to come here, and said she'd tell me who killed him. Olga? Mm-hmm. You know her? Yes, but... Uh, how much did you find out about Florton? He was a blackmailer and an all-around jerk. Well, it looks like little Olga's trying to get me into trouble. She was one of the women he blackmailed. There was some suspicion that she killed her husband with poison. Wait a minute. I had a prescription that could send... It's gone. Olga stole it. The other papers are here. Do you have a letter written by Richard Belton, the broker? Yes, here it is. What do you know about it? Belton wrote that letter years ago to his partner. The partner refused to prosecute and gave Belton a chance to repay that money. It was paid back every cent before the partner died. How'd Florton get the letter? I don't know, but I do know he was using it. You see, Belton has a son, a football player named Plunger. The old man is very sick, and Florton thought that this would be a good time to hit the son. The shock of a scandal like this would kill the old man. Florton was a sweet thing, wasn't he? He knew his way around. Why are you telling me this? I'm not dumb. You'd find out anyway. Look, I'm trying to help you because I figure you'll keep quiet about me. Is it a deal? Maybe. How about helping me some more? Anything you say. Come with me. Where are you going to take me? See my wife and a junior femme fatale named Joni Winslow. Came in time. Joni's confessed to killing Alistair Florton. Joni, what made you do it? Well, Alistair was in love with me, and he threatened me with all kinds of things unless I married him. Then tonight he got fresh and, and broke my necklace, so I killed him with the gun Nora's got. The plunger football was on it, and the necklace I made. He gave it to me for a present, not the necklace of football. See? Oh, sure. So, uh, let's see the gun, Nora. Well, this gun hasn't been fired since 1902. Has cobwebs in the barrel, look. Oh, gee, I knew I should have cleaned it. Why'd you lie, Johnny? To cover plunger? Yeah, Nora. You see, early tonight I said I was going to kill Florton. He was trying to blackmail me into giving up Joni because he was in love with her. He had a letter my father wrote years ago. I know all about that letter. But I didn't kill him, I swear I didn't. 
He wasn't home when I came to murder him. I know you didn't kill him, Plunger. Olga did. Tell us how you did it, Olga. Uh, uh, are you talking to me, Mr. Charles? Yes. You're Olga. You're crazy. Checked with the elevator operator. He saw you enter Florence's apartment. He saw you leave after your son entered. You stole that prescription because it proves you murdered your husband in California. You can't prove that. Every word of it. In fact, Florton gasped your name into the telephone receiver when he was talking to me. You know, you should never kill a man while he's on the phone, Olga. It interrupts the conversation. Get him up. Don't move any of you. I'm gone. You would not come yes. with if you... Oh, you're uh, at me. Uh, what a tackle. Just like in that game against Harvey. You're getting very good at tackling women, Plunger. You knocked her out. And look what fell out of her figure. The prescription. Nick, you never told me that Barton said her name on the phone. He never did. Darling, you're wonderful. Oh, I don't know, baby. Any experienced husband could have pulled the same trick. Well, what's an experienced husband got to do with it? Well, he too knows how to tell the right fibs at the right time. solution of tonight's Thin Man Adventure. All right, darling. I know how you eliminated Johnny, but how'd you eliminate Plunger? Well, I figured that the dame who phoned us at Florence was to kill her. She knew entirely too much about what was going on. But she fooled me by getting rid of her accent and offering to help me. Her object was to pin the job on Plunger after she got that prescription. And when the prescription was stolen, and not the letter Plunger's father wrote, you suspected her. Mm-hmm. Oh. But there was always the possibility that she wasn't Olga, so I lied right to her face, accusing me. She, like uh, many another amateur murderer, was under a tough nervous strain, and she pulled the gun and gave herself away. Mm-hmm. I never knew you were such a wonderful liar. Did you really spank Joni when I came in on you? Of course, dear. Don't you believe me? Mm-hmm. You're too good a liar. You never spanked anyone before. I don't think you even know how. <laughs> oh! Well. Believe me now. Uh, yes. Dear. Good night, Nicky Darling. At this time, we'd like to remind you of the Globe Theater Radio Playwriting Contest. The contest is open to all servicemen and women, and no past writing experience is necessary. Your scripts may be written longhand or on a typewriter, and should be mailed to Contest Editor, Armed Forces Radio, Los Angeles, USA. We suggest that you uh, keep a copy of your radio script, since we can in no way assume responsibility for them. Your special service officer or your local Armed Forces Radio station can supply you with sample radio scripts. Or you may address Contest Editor... Armed Forces Radio, Los Angeles, USA. Next week at this time, we'll be back with another program with Amos and Andy and their special guests of the evening. Until then, good night.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.